Basically, meditation is flow state, and people achieve that state through different methods. So you can meditate, and you can feel a flow, and you can bring your frequencies down into alpha brainwaves, or you can jump off a cliff, and you'll go into flow. You know, and your I brain will also be clear. Your brain will also be clear. <laughs> you will be present as fuck, right? <laughs> right. And um, I was, I, I thought, you know, this is a better way. Like, I feel more fulfilled when I can experience true bliss and flow and achieve things mm. at the same time. Mm. You know, and it. Whereas before, it was feeling grind mm. and struggle and. You know, and agony while achieving. Now I can achieve while being blissful mm. and manifesting it and, and creating. And you know. Welcome. I'm Brian Gates, and this is True Leadership. Our mission is to expand awareness of what's possible in life and business. I created this show to introduce you to business leaders and life hackers so that you can learn about the pivotal moments in their lives that have shifted their perspective on what it means to be successful. In this episode, I talk with Jamel Badahar. Jamel is co-founder and CEO of Organifi. He and his business partner, Drew Canoli, have grown Organifi to be a leader in the superfood industry. They've sold over a million units of their original formula, which they call the green juice. But really, their story is in the intent behind their business. They're setting out to impact the entire world. They see the green juice as just the beginning of how they can make that impact. They put out regular content on health, mindset, and spirituality in order to spread education and awareness to the local and global community. And for them, their impact starts with their employees. They consider themselves a personal growth company that sells green juice. I had a chance to go and meet with Jamel at his office and meet his team, and the positive energy there is incredibly contagious. The office is set up so that they can live their lives in a meaningful way while at work. There's plenty of opportunity to be active, from lifting weights, to breaking it down on the Dance Dance Revolution machine, to their all-hands meetings starting off with a dance party. It is incredible how much fun they have there while killing it in their business. They start their day with a daily meditation and they actually practice manifestation as part of their sales process. In this episode, we touch on how they're creating a culture of personal growth and how encouraging their team to enhance their emotional intelligence has strengthened relationships and results across the board. Jamel himself has been on an incredible journey and he continues to refine the definition of true fulfillment and true success for himself. He is an awesome example of what's possible when a strong business leader embarks on a journey of exploring spirituality and emotional intelligence. I learned a lot from Jamel in this conversation. I'm really excited to share it with you. So let's get it started. Jamel. Brian. Great to see you. Great to see you. Thanks for coming. Thank you for having me. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So um, I've been excited about having this conversation with you ever since I've met you. We met in February at the Dr. Joe Dispenza week-long, advanced week-long event, and just happened to meet, happened to both be from San Diego, so we made that connection, which was a lot of fun. And then it was really when we followed up, because we stayed connected and we went yeah. to coffee a couple weeks later, yeah. that we really got to know each other. Yeah. And I learned more about you and what you're doing, and um, learned that you're the co-founder, CEO of Organifi here in town company that I've heard about and seen billboard, billboards around, <laughs> like things like You Are Enough, yeah. Organifi. I remember seeing, that was the first time I've ever noticed your company and oh, wow. it just blew me away because that's mm -hmm. my big thing is, you know, mm -hmm. feeling like I'm not enough, right? That's the thing that comes up for me. So yeah. that was that was my introduction to Organifi. So that was really powerful for me. Yeah, so. that was great. We, we did that just because, you know, Hmm. We are a very data-driven business, but you know sometimes we do things without any conversion metrics, and we were just like, you know what? We're gonna put some good energy out in the world. We're gonna put up a sign and just send love. I love that. No URL, no nothing, just right. a sign. Right. Yeah. That was it. Yeah. That was <laughs> it. That was great. Yeah, you are enough. Yeah. Right in the middle of Little Italy. 
Yeah, yeah. exactly. Because I lived in yeah. Little Italy at the oh, time. Oh, there you go. Yeah, it was yeah. right out from <laughs> yeah. my place. I could see it. Wow. I could see it. It was from, for you, Brian. Yeah, I was we literally from my office. I, could, yeah. I was looking at it and looking at it. Wow. So, yeah, so thank you. Appreciate welcome, that. Man. So uh, talk about the purpose of Organifi. You guys are obviously doing amazing things, and it's not just about what you're doing with your product, but it's about the message you're putting out the world. Yeah, definitely. So, you know, our purpose really is to unite the world through health and happiness. And um, we're a superfood company on the outside, but underneath, we're really like a personal development company, you know? Mm-hmm. And uh, we like to say we're a personal development company that, that sells green juice. And uh, you can really feel the energy, like when you walk in and meet the team and talk to the customers, you feel the impact that we're making in their lives. And it's so much more than nutrition. But for many people, um, it begins with nutrition, you know? So when people first start thinking about their wellness and their well-being, the first thing they think about is like, oh, I want to lose a little bit of weight. Mm. I want to get healthy, start eating healthy. And uh, we started by teaching people how to juice vegetables because it was the the most impactful thing we we thought of and um we had our own transformation experiences with it Hmm. so we were teaching people how to juice buy the vegetables get a juicer you know make this whole concoction and uh over time i realized that there was a there was a large barrier to entry um in creating a juice for yourself so we created the the done for you version and now like their transformation or the first step in their transformation became so easy mm. you can just add water mm. so now when you feel or when somebody felt the the calling to to step towards their own self transformation here we are making it so easy for you to take that first step mm. you know so then and that first step, first step is the green juice which is the health yep. and then what does that lead into yeah so that then leads into um you know evolving into fitness and body movement um, so first you start with your nutrition, mm. then you kind of think, okay, now I'm feeling healthy and I'm going to start exercising and moving. And then after you start exercising and doing yoga or whatever, you know, the next step is mindset and mm. self-transformation. And you kind of go along this journey. And then this next step after mindset where you start meditating or kind of thinking about how you are um, internally is self-actualization, you know, my life purpose. What am I here for? What am I doing next? Like, what is the meaning of life? And we're kind of taking all of our customers on this journey. And at the same time, we're taking our employees on this journey, Hmm. you know? So we're kind of like parallel transformation um, sequences. That's that's great. And I've loved been watching your videos. Yeah. And that you guys, all the the content you guys put out. Because I think, I I mean, all the ones I've seen maybe very few are actually about your product. Yeah. And a lot are about self-transformation. Yeah. And all levels of that, whether that's health and fitness, all the things you just mentioned, health yeah. and fitness, mindset, and spirituality. Mm-hmm. It's all those things wrapped in a bow. It's all combined into one. Yeah. 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 So your partner, Drew Cannoli, is the face of the company. Right. And the visionary, it yes. seems. This is my take. Yeah. Right? And then from getting to know you, you're the guy who's behind the scenes yes. that's really making shit happen yep. from an organizational standpoint and from um, an operational standpoint. Yeah, totally. And that that relationship is, I think, one key factor in how we became so successful because we have two completely synergistic uh, strengths. Um, yeah. And it was like magic. And actually, we started working together in this fashion. Um, And there was a little bit of friction in the beginning um, because we didn't understand the dynamic. And then we we actually read this book called Rocket Fuel, Hmm. uh, which defines the visionary and the integrator. And we were reading the book, and I literally was laughing out loud at how accurate and precise like each of our characteristics were. Hmm. And then we understood that. And from that dynamic, we clearly assigned the lanes and from then it's been so smooth so okay. smooth it's like the best partnership business partnership ever that's yeah. great never conflict or anything yeah. so prior to that were you both trying to do the same things and just kind of butting heads before yeah. you decided to just divide yeah. your roles and be more clear about right and it's like with any startup you know obviously like with any startup there's a small team and everybody's trying to do something and everybody's had ideas mm. um, and strategies and everything is just kind of this mishmash of like you know ideas and creative strategies and stuff like that. So yeah. that, I think, you know, that happens in any situation, but it's it was even more distinct with us because we're on the extreme ends of the spectrum. Mm. Yeah, he's like totally visionary. I'm totally integrator. Yeah, huh. 
Yeah. That's perfect. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, and it's not that it's not like when you guys first met, you said, Oh, you know what, you're a visionary. Yeah. You know, I'm an integrator. Cool, let's start a business. You had yeah. it just kinda happened that way, huh? It just happened. It just happened. It was as if kinda we were pulled together, yeah. you know? Yeah. And the funny thing is the the reason that we met was because uh, my girlfriend at the time was watching his mindset videos, which were kind of like the the spiritual stuff. Mm. And I was looking to transition into health. Because I had an e-commerce company, I was an aerospace engineer, all this stuff, which we can get into later. But basically, like I was looking for health, but what drew me in was mindset, huh. and it kind of merged together, you know. Yeah, so, that's yeah. that's beautiful. Yeah, yeah, I love that. That's yeah. great. So, and that, now you guys have created this very successful company. Yeah, and I've met a handful of people that work for you guys and work with you guys. Yeah, and uh, all amazing people. Yeah, I mean, there's clearly something going on. Yeah. And I had the opportunity to go and visit you at, at your office and meet the, the majority of your team. And I've never felt so welcomed. Um, it's hard to describe the feeling that mm-hmm. I had walking into your mm-hmm. office. Yeah, it was uh, it was like a feeling of home, mm-hmm. I guess. Yeah, is how I'd describe that. Yeah, and it's being like welcome home. It is a welcome. Yeah. yeah, and being welcomed by hugs. I've never yeah. had so many hugs yeah. in any office environment ever. Not even close. Yeah, and um, it was. I, I really enjoyed it. So one of the things when I asked some of the people as we were going around, you know, what mm-hmm. is what is their favorite part or why do they enjoy it here? What I heard most was I get to be myself. Mm-hmm. And which is interesting, which was really cool to hear because when I do see your videos, you guys put out the videos of your culture, dance party, yeah. you know, uh, yeah. all hands meetings, all, <laughs> all those meetings and all that, yeah. all that fun. What I couldn't help but wonder, maybe it's my own judgment, yeah. is, okay, so does that mean that if you work there, you always have to be in a good mood? You always have, a, have to have a ton of energy. Yeah. And if you don't, you kind of need to fake it or you're just not going to be part of that culture. So when I asked people just straight up what's their favorite part, and that was their answer of being yeah, themselves, totally be themselves, it helped me realize. And, and they talked about, I can have a bad day yep. and come in and say, I have a, I'm having a shitty day. Mm-hmm. And people will be there. They'll understand. They'll talk you through it. Yeah. It's beautiful. We're a very open culture. So even if you are having a bad day, that's kind of the place where you go to, to get put back together. You know? Wow. And the team really comes together. And um, uh, we have this thing called Caught Being Awesome where we kind of acknowledge uh, people individually uh, every day, hmm. every day throughout the whole team. And uh, sometimes somebody is working really hard and they're getting beat down or they have stress at home and they come in here and they get welcomed home hmm. and acknowledged and cre- they are given a safe space to open up hmm. um, as well as be put back together, you know? That's it's great. funny you mentioned the hugs because um, it's aligned with this, which is our finance director, Chase, he actually worked for Deloitte and Touche previously. Hmm. And he kind of visited our office to um, kind of build a, a relationship to work with us in business. Okay. He got to the office. He got bombarded by hugs. <laughs> he literally, like, said, I want to work here. I'm quitting my job at Deloitte because my life is a disaster over there. Wow. And he, like, basically was like, what is available? Like, what's available? And we're like, well, we need an accounting. Da, da, da. And, like, it just kind of worked out perfectly again. But literally, the energy that he felt by walking in the office switched him. That transformed his mindset to completely into what was possible in a work environment. So he quit his job and came to work for us. Hmm. You know, he went from, you know, <clears throat> grueling like you are a tool in the cog, put in your hours right. and build a build a customer to like let's let's change the world. Yeah, you know that yeah. contrast. I'm sure it was profound contrast, yeah. for him. Yeah. It was yeah. a similar journey for me as well. Okay. Yeah. yeah. You, you went. Okay. So let's. Uh, well, let's, or, yeah. let's stick with culture for just a second because yeah. yeah. um, I think this is this is really. I'm yeah. passionate about this, yeah. um, and I know that a lot of people are trying to achieve a culture that's mm-hmm. somewhat similar to yours. Mm-hmm. And I've worked at a couple of really good companies in, inside really good organizations. Yeah. And we've done. We did. There was an amazing culture, and I was very fortunate. Yours is a whole nother level. <laughs> it, it it really is. And so I really commend you for that. Thank you. And and acknowledge yeah. you for that because that's it's beautiful because it's yeah. you're you're changing you're improving lives with yeah. everybody you come in contact with. Yeah. So, what are some of the pillars? Yeah. That are important to foster that type of that environment. Yeah, definitely. I think the first pillar is growth growth mindset. Um, everybody that we 
bring into the family has a sense of, you know, I'm building myself, I'm developing myself, I'm mm. creating something. Um, we actually filter uh, first for culture. We have four-step interview process. So anybody that comes in is already kind of screened to have a, a growth mindset. Okay. Um, secondly, we encourage, uh, we, we bring in education to and send them out. So like we we bring in education and, and personal development training hmm. into the company. So we'll have like leaders come in, speak to the team, um, help encourage them to grow, as well as send them to different leadership trainings and emotional intelligence trainings, which then kind of breeds that fruition. Hmm. Um, secondly, it's a very, or thirdly, it's also a very um, free culture in terms of you can work remote, you have no hours, you have no assigned desk, you have, you know, just basically all the freedom in the world. You can mm. be living in, like one of our affiliate managers lived in Costa Rica, he lived in Ecuador, he moved to Peru, and he mm. was just still on the team, completely connected. Um, and we have pretty high level people that are like working remote um, as well. Like our director of customer service actually lives in Nebraska and the whole customer service team is here in San Diego. Wow. But he's actually able to, to lead the team from there, and we allow that because his family is over there, you know, his kids, yeah. his wife, everything, they're, they're kind of embedded in that school. So, you know, freedom is really like uh, a key tenant, I would say. Okay, so sticking with number three right now, yeah. how? How do you do that? Because a lot of people <laughs> say, you know what, yeah, I'm gonna experiment, yeah. I'm gonna allow so-and-so to work remote, yeah. and it just doesn't go well. So yeah. how is it, how totally. do, what are your challenges mm -hmm. and how are you making it successful? Yeah, so I mean, for, first think about how you feel um, if you are forced to do something, right? Think of your performance when you are forced. Um, uh, you don't operate at 110%. You probably operate at 60% because you have a little bit of resentment, mm. a little bit of resistance. Um, so we kind of we want to like alleviate that, okay. first of all. So now you're doing something you want to do. So our director of customer service, he lives and breathes customer happiness. You know, like he mm. loves the customers. So, you know, him doing that from anywhere is totally fine. Him, with us forcing him to to be in a place, that would that would probably foster or foster some resentment, yeah. right? He's like disconnected from his family or whatever. So that's right. like, you know. And even if it's subconscious, it would still yeah, come it's through. Subconscious. It's yeah, subconscious. It's subconscious. Yeah. So first, you know, just think about how the performance changes when you give freedom. Uh, secondly, we were a metric-driven company, so we're very results-based. And if you come to our office, you'll see dashboards, yeah, 100 uh, key performance indicators, seven screens of graphs, three screens over here with the e-commerce dashboards, supply chain, customer, uh, you know, net promoter score, everything is displayed prominently visible for everybody to see, hmm. which creates account accountability and empowerment. Hmm. You know, so like no longer am I saying, oh, you're not at your desk, are you working? No, I'm not saying that. Hmm. I can just look on the screen and see that the NPS score is up 10 points. Great. Customer satisfaction is at 98%. Great. Revenue is up 10% this month. Great. Mm. You know, so it's accountability and empowerment yeah. to achieve the results in the way that you want to without having to micromanage, breathe on somebody's neck and force somebody to be in a, in a specific location. You know, so it's that combination of freedom, empowerment, and accountability. Awesome. Yeah. Excellent. Yeah, that's great, and it's obviously obviously working for you guys. Yeah, yeah, and everybody can also see your performance, so everybody sees everybody else's performance, mm -hmm. and it's kind of a self-managing accountability system. Mm -hmm. So, do you have that for every position in your company? Because with sales mm -hmm. reps, I I get it, right? That yeah. people, it's easy to put some metrics around that. Some yeah. positions aren't as yeah. easy. So, mm -hmm. do you have metrics for everyone? Yes, you do. Every single person has a metric. Huh. So like refund rate is a, is a metric. So it's not sales, right? But that's kind of part of the customer service. Um, in terms of like creative processes, we have like cycle times, like video process, cycle times, video creation, cycle times. Okay. Um, uh, order to door, delivery time, you know? So that's not a sales metric, but it's kind of like really key for the um, sure. team. Um, also like downtime on um, SLA. So like if, if or, or the hold time, so like say a customer service is, is waiting or somebody's on the phone, mm -hmm. like the time that it takes for one person to answer, that's also tracked. Okay. For our social media team that's doing customer service, they're in Mexico and wherever in Nebraska, you know, there's metrics that drive their speed of reply. So mm -hmm. it's like, you know, under one minute 
you know, so we have one minute response time wow. for social media and things like that. So like every single person has a metric. And what we did in the beginning was um, not assign metrics, but we gave them the freedom again mm. to create their own metrics. Wow. We were like, hey, all right, what are three to five metrics that I can evaluate your performance mm. by? And everybody in the company created their own metrics and then we put them on a board and massaged them over time. Some right. of them weren't as relevant for decision making as some of them were, you know? Um, but which, it just came from the ground up. Which, you know? yeah. I and mean, that's the, what, I appreciate you saying that because that's what came to my head. I'm like, wow, did you sit down and have to come up with all yeah. these metrics for every single person in yeah. your company? And no, you, no. it was a collaborative effort. Collaborative, and you came empowering. Up with yeah, yeah and, and they're enrolled in that, in that metric. Because okay. they decided that, that is important, right? You know, right. they're not telling, being told something that they yeah. need to do that they don't want exactly. to do. Exactly. Except for the sales reps, you know, it's revenue, it's revenue. You know. Okay. Yeah. All right. So that's that's the third one. What's yep. the fourth? What's the fourth? Uh, fourth one, um, I would say it's it's we're in this together. Okay. So yeah. you know that is uh, our core value, and that's actually on the walls. Hmm. Um, as well as you can tell, we love the walls. You know, we put everything <laughs> on the walls, and it kind of. And you don't have a lot of walls. We don't actually. have a lot of walls. Yeah, we, blew, we knocked all the walls down. <laughs> um, but the few walls that we have are covered with the messages that we want to send to our team. Hmm. And we're in this together has been a message that we've embodied from day one. Hmm. And, um, you know, one example of we're in this together that's beyond anything is like one of our, one of, um, you know, our team members uh, went through a breakup hmm. with, uh, with his girlfriend and he was really down. And... They live together. So in the middle of the day, you know, he comes in like, oh my God, like, you know, it's over, da da. Me and my partner, the CEO and, and founder, pick up our stuff and we go and leave our desk and help him move out of his house. Oh, wow. That day, yeah. you know? Yeah. Because we're in this together. You know, it's not just in business, it's just, it's not just according to the metrics, you know, we're, we're truly in this together in life and in business, right. you know? So, yeah. Yeah, and there's there's many many stories about this. You know, like my assistant Hannah, she ran uh, a marathon, and all of us were out there with cutouts of her face. You know, at the finish line. You know, like we're in this together. Yeah, yeah, yep. That's and that's yeah. I, I truly felt that mm -hmm. this wasn't just a place to to come and work. Yeah, this was this is life. Yeah, right? this and is life. We spend so much time in the office and working. Yeah, you know, let's let's enjoy it and just live life exactly. at the same time. That's and that's what exactly. you guys do. So I, yeah. and we had when you were in there, you know, somebody's deadlifting, you know, yeah. some weights for yeah. us. Uh, you have, um, you have the number number five in the country. Oh yeah, um, dance dance revolution. Yeah, champion. Champion. Right? Yeah. Right? yeah, yeah, number five in the country, number fifty in the world. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So we have a DDR machine right there. <laughs> so fun to watch him do his work. It's a, yeah. That was amazing. Amazing. Yeah. Very, very cool. Yeah. So then talking about um, the life aspect of it, mm -hmm. talk. let's talk about your life and your yeah. journey. Um, let's learn a little bit more about you. Yeah, totally. So, I mean, w with regards to culture, um, I had that extreme contrast as well. So I came from the aerospace industry. Mm. Um, and that was why one of the reasons I really wanted to make our workplace amazing and the best place to come is because I didn't have that and I hated my life, you mm. know? And I was like, my gift to the world is going to be a place where you love your life, mm. you know? Mm. And, um, yeah, but I mean, it, it all really started like long before, you know, um, you know, my parents were immigrants. My mom is from the Philippines and my dad's from Algeria and they came here, you know, seeking a better life for, for me and my sister. And my mom and dad would work 14, 16 hour days, you know, like just seven days a week for 30, 40 years. And, um, you know, it was, it was really for me and my sister to have a better life um, because, you know, they were working for the future for us. And um, that, that work ethic really, really um, instilled in me, mm. you know, uh, at, a, at a very young age. Mm. You know, I remember my mom would be up uh, before sunrise to make me breakfast. And then she would get home, you know, 11, 12 o'clock, midnight, just in time to tuck me in. Mm. And, um, and that was basically my life for like that was your life. decades. Wow. Yeah. Okay. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And yeah, it's a, it's a, de it's a demonstration of, um, vision, right? Sacrifice, um, and creating something. And I remember my dad, you know, basically like telling me like, um, 
create something in this world. So one, you don't have to live this life, and two, you, you know, you have a fulfilling, impactful life. You know. So he didn't want you to live the same lives yeah. that they were living. They were doing that for uh, for you, so for that you didn't have to. Me. Yeah. So then, right from there, as soon as he said that, you uh, you just had complete balance in your life. <laughs> Only <laughs> work six hours a yeah, day. Yeah, everything was perfect. Yeah. And uh, roses and rainbows. Yeah. <laughs> no, I mean, I, yeah. <laughs> I'm guessing that's not I, the case. Yeah, it's not the case. You know, <laughs> as with any journey, there are the ups and downs, and the and the valleys are are deep. Um, you know, I did the I did the the good sun thing, and I got my college education. I became an aerospace engineer, and then I joined the, the work, workforce where I had my corporate shit job. You know. Hmm. That I that I hated, and you know, I found myself kind of in that in that cycle of wasting my life away, um, doing something I, I didn't enjoy, and also around people that I that I you know didn't want to become. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I would look over and see my boss, and see you know like you know not, I mean bless his soul, but you know he wasn't happy. Mm. He was also unhealthy. Um, and had like this um, pessimistic view on everything in life, mm. and that wasn't just him. You know, it was the, it was the culture mm, right. of that workplace, of that industry, the yeah. aerospace industry, which is bureaucracy, um, government um, contracts, very traditional red tape. And literally, when you walked into the building, it says like you're gonna get cancer. You know, by walking in right. here, you're gonna get cancer because they have to post it. Yeah, yeah. and uh, but it wasn't. It was like beyond like the having to post. It was like there was just chemicals and resins and things like you know people were actually getting cancer while I worked there. You know, oh, and um, so I just knew like quickly that that was not where I wanted to be. Hmm. It was not where I wanted to be okay. at all. You know, yeah. So then what? Then I you know started the the entrepreneurial journey. Um, you know, testing different things. I had a whole bunch of different ideas. You know, when you're first starting out, you kind of try this and try that. And my first company was like the skincare company, like using organic ingredients. Cause you know, I had acne growing up and for all my life, I was like putting like benzoyl peroxide on my skin, which mm. is like toxic. It's basically bleach uh, for your skin. And so I wanted to find like an organic solution to that. I've never thought about um, that. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah I, I mean, well, I mean, that's sidebar, but yeah. I mean, cause your skin is your largest organ. Yeah, right? and then yes. to think about it absorbing, absorbing all bleach. those toxins, yeah, which are prescribed and yeah. in so many things out there. So, yeah, so so you experimented with that. Yeah, so I, start, I experimented with that, and that was kind of my first experience building websites and kind of like talking to manufacturers. And at the time, I was pretty young, so I had no experience and didn't know what I was doing. And I didn't realize like the manufacturers had switched up the minimums on me and all this stuff, and I had invested mm. a certain amount of money. And I just, you know, got kind of like crushed. Um, I didn't even get to lunch, you know. Mm-hmm. I, I hired well developers. I did all the things that, you know, all the mistakes I could have made. I lost so much money learning how to put this together and then ended with nothing, you know, ended up with nothing. And except, you know, some cool bottles of organic tea tree oil. And some know? really yeah. good lessons yeah. learned. Really good lessons <laughs> really learned. Really expensive. Really expensive learned. lessons learned. Yeah, yeah. I, I yeah. You know, then I was like, okay, instead of paying people to build a website for me, I'm just gonna learn how to make websites and mm. realize that there's all these amazing, easy tools. And I, you know, did the, the the scrappy thing, and I like, you know, negotiated with Shopify to get like free server for this much. I got free advertising from Google. I did, you know, I, did, I got mm. samples instead of ordering manufacturing runs, and um, I started building my uh, uh, next company, which was called Afterflats. And it was like this this foldable flats um, shoe company. Hmm. Um, and I thought of the idea because I was out in Spain one day and uh, we were partying and it was super late. It was like 6 a.m. And my friend, she was wearing heels the whole night. Hmm. And at the end of the night, she switched them out for another pair of shoes. And I was like, oh my God, you've been carrying these freaking <laughs> sneakers around this whole time. She's hmm. like, yeah, I gotta look good, you know? And uh, I thought there's gotta be a better way. You know, it's got to be a better way. So I started researching uh, different manufacturers of these foldable slippers uh, that were made in China, you know, learned private labeling, ordered my first batch, um, built my Shopify website, you know, and so while I'm studying in Spain, everybody's out partying and I got the entrepreneur bug and I'm just like working on my website. Is there, like, right, you, yeah. Immediately, right immediately. there. Immediately. Oh, yeah, right there. Yeah, right there. 
I was in the library working while people were out having fun, which, which, which kind of like looking back, I was like, I probably should have been having fun and enjoying my life a little bit. But it was part of the journey. You know, yeah. it's part of the journey. You know, some you of the did a little, something you did a little bit of both. A little bit of both. Yeah, a little bit of both. A little bit of both. Yeah. yeah. Enjoyed for sure. That's great. Yeah. And then, you know, I remember um, kind of putting this all together. And then I came back to San Diego and I let it sit a little bit. I hadn't got momentum. And then my roommate at the time, started a uh, window washing company. Okay. And he got one call for a quote. Somebody like at UCSD was like, oh, we need a, like window washing service. And I was like, oh, hell no. Like if this guy can do it, you know, he, he got a call, he got a quote call, I can do this. So I got back on the <laughs> back on the wagon. You know, so I fell off. You know, you kind of like mm-hmm. go through these times where you are super motivated, where yes. I'll like sacrifice all my friendships and everything, just keep on working mm. to like, oh, you know, I'm kind of like lazy in this moment right now. And, yeah. and then I need that fire again. Yeah. And it was that like somebody on my heels, but not really, you know, not really. It was just like somebody calling for a quote that lit me up. Right. So I started like kind of spreading the word a little bit. And then I got one sale on my, on my website and I was super stoked. I was like, oh my God, I got one sale. Right. Uh, it turns out that it was like my girlfriend's friend at the time, and she like <laughs> she bought a, a pair of shoes, but I didn't care. You know, I was like, all right, my first transaction. I remember that like blip of like traffic on my website. Um, so I had to start learning how to do marketing, and I started learning how to do, uh, you know, search engine marketing, Google AdWords and SEO and things like that. And I started doing a little bit here and there. Hmm. Um, so I started making a few sales, um, but what really changed it was when I understood the concept of like leverage and rapid. Um, distribution, which is kind of what we've embedded at Organifi now. It's like scale, rapid scale strategies. Like where are the high leverage strategies? So what happened was, so I ran this partnership with KGB Deals. They did an email drop for me, which was my first joint venture. I remember sitting there at my desk as an aerospace engineer still, Mm, running this on the side, you know, like my night hustle, my moonlight, you know, uh, Minato. And I remember sitting there in that morning and I hit the refresh button and there was a hundred sales. And I was like, oh my God. Wow. I hit the refresh button again, it was 200 sales. Refresh 300 sales, refresh 400 sales. And I was just like, oh <laughs> my God. And I was like 23 years old, you know, just basically like doing whatever. And I made $20,000 in that one day oh, wow. from that JV deal from their one email drop and my email, my, my, I remember I have my traffic and it's like Google Analytics like this and it's like, boom, you know? And at that moment I was like, oh my God, I figured it out. You figured it I out. I figured it out. Right. I know how to do this. I'm gonna be a billionaire. You know? <laughs> right. This is easy. Yeah. That's all this you need to know. super easy. Just gotta do this <laughs> and this. And then again, you know, um, proceeded to try to replicate this and I couldn't replicate this mm-hmm. yet, you know? It was like, the, some economic, like the timing of the market, the price point, the, the copy on my page, things were like kind of like synchronistically like merging together mm. where this promotion just exploded. Mm. Um, I did the other deals with like guilt.com and things like that. Like they're like a fashion website. And mm. I was probably making like, you know, five to $10,000 a month um, at that point. But it wasn't like that $20,000 a day kind of hit, you mm. know? Um, so I just eventually kind of hit this wall again of like, okay, I need to make a decision. I'm gonna try to grow this shoe company, this women's shoe company, which, right. you know, I'm not target market. I'm not passionate about. It just kind of worked. Yeah, yeah. Um, or am I gonna do something else? Okay. And figure out what I'm really passionate about. And what I was passionate about was health. So in that moment, I decided to kind of like transition and start seeking opportunities in, in, in health, okay. in the health space. Yeah. All right. Yeah. And that's when you that's started mean. to watch some videos. Yep. Your girlfriend at the time connected yeah. you with a certain mindset video that yeah. Drew made. So she was like, you got to check out these videos. Um, I saw one of Drew's videos and I instantly got hooked. Like something connected with me where I knew there was like something deeper happening. And this is know? when he was doing, Is it was this Fit TV? At Fit the Life time? TV. Fit Life yeah, TV. Yeah, Fit Life TV. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, and the video was called Mindset Monday. Okay. And every Monday he would put out a video about mindset. Hmm. And, you know, this could be anywhere from, you know, just like morning routine to, you know, it, you know, clearing your mind or meditation hmm. or whatever. I saw one video and I was hooked and I just like put the playlist on and I just like watched hours and hours, like all of his Mindset Monday videos, like hmm. just in a row and I sat there and I was like, oh my God. And I went down the rabbit hole and I was like, oh, he, he has this company called Phil Life TV. Oh, he's doing health stuff. 
why don't I like reach out to him and see if we can work together, mm. you know? So at the time I was like, hey, um, I got this idea. I want to I wanna help 10 of my friends, these engineers at the time, kind of transform their bodies mm. um, and in, in place transform their life, you know? And I pitched the idea. It was called Weak Bod to Creek God. And we, we took, took a bunch <laughs> awesome. of like skinny engineer guys and we're like, all right, we're going to, get them uh, juicing vegetables, we're gonna clean out their system, we're gonna get them healthy, put them on a weight training program and, and transform them. And at the same time, I wanted like an impactful uh, mission associated with it. Mm. So we connected with Genes for Justice, mm. which is a uh, charity against sexual violence. Mm. You know, so now we had these 10 guys, you know, transforming their lives while promoting uh, a, a charity that was for women mm. and sexual violence, and it was kind of this cool, like, that's beautiful. Yeah, beautiful synergy. You know, like there's, I, I'm doing this a lot because there's a lot of synchronicities that occurred along mm. the way that kind of, you know, made made things happen. Um, and then that was a success. And and um, in that process, um, so talk about the yeah. synchronicities. Yeah, what is that? Yeah, you What's know, going on there. It, there's something bigger uh, at play. And I think when your intentions are authentic um, and um, in alignment with the benefit of humanity, um, there's this force um, that 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 unfolds, that guides you, and a lot and unfolds before you. You know, it's almost as if, I mean, truly, it's it's not me. You know, there is something bigger at play that's happening. And even it's not us, you know, it's not the team, it's the intention behind it. And somehow partnerships come in play right when we need them. You know, money comes in play, product launches come in play. Like we were almost going out of business. We were basically going to be bankrupt. And then in one fell swoop, we got lifted out, mm. you know. And there's so many people that work really hard, um, are really smart and don't make it, you know? Yeah. And I don't know, maybe maybe it's the intention behind it. You know, mm. maybe it's the intention of, you know, serving the world versus self-serving, mm. you know? And I'm not saying that that people that aren't successful aren't self-serving. Maybe you're just at a different point right. in the process, in your journey, you know, a seed, or sorry, a tree starts out as a seed, yeah, but it's just at different stages in life, you yeah. know? Yeah, when yeah. it's, it's interesting because it's not like if everyone with with good, good intention is going to succeed yeah. and the opposite, and the opposite yeah. but there is a correlation with the people there is a tendency there's a greater there percentage of people that yeah. that are in it for the right reasons yeah. that I think there's something behind that related to where if they can just relax and trust mm -hmm. that's when I think I would guess that when you guys were in that bankruptcy yeah. it was hard to relax and trust but at the yeah. same time there was a level of trust. That there was a distinct moment of trust. Okay. Mm -hmm. Okay. Yeah. So we were losing probably twenty to fifty thousand dollars a month, like negative, um, and for like nine, ten months in a row. Mm. And this was when we were fit life and doing like digital products, and um, basically everybody had left, and the the ship was going down, mm. and. You know, I had been working on the formula for Organifi Green Juice at the time for probably a year and a half and mm. working up and building the funnels and doing all the all the necessary mechanics of like building a company. Um, but we were just out of, you know, we were just going out of business. And the f there was five of us sitting around this table at a juice bar over here on, on First Street in uh, San Diego, downtown. Okay. Um, and we were sitting around and it was this very, very somber moment, you know? And it was like, um, thank you for your service, you know? Yeah, and it was like a, it was like a moment where, you know, you thought you put your trust in things and uh, you sacrifice. And I think there is a, 
there's a layer of like shame, right? Mm. Like, damn, I tried and failed. And then that like, that layer of shame that, you know, weighs on you. Mm. Um, some of the guilt for the team, you know? And uh, we were sitting there kind of in that sour moment in, dis in, in despair, like the, sink the, the ship is sinking. And in like one moment, like we felt the energy just totally shift from like, you know, I don't know what happens next week or where we are, um, but I'm grateful for you, hmm. you know? And we were like, this has been fun and... So you weren't sure if that was it? Yep. And in that moment we shifted and trusted. And we were like, whatever happens next week, hmm. everything is perfect. Everything is perfect and hmm. it's great. And next week, everything was perfect, you know? <laughs> yeah, it was crazy. It was crazy, oh, yeah. Goose, yeah. Goosebumps. Yeah. It was a clear transition, an energy shift. So that, that, moment, yeah. what, that shift was just, just letting go of any resistance, mm -hmm. of any We're trying to force. Trying. Yeah, trying. Okay. It was just like, we did our best and now it's up to something else. Yeah. Yeah. The force, the universe, God, whoever, you know. And you surrendered to that trust. Yeah. And then yeah. everything yeah. synchronized. Everything synchronized. And we, you know, there was delays in manufacturing, all this stuff, and everything just kind of worked out perfectly. And it was so funny because we launched Organifi officially on my birthday, on October 14th in 2014. Hmm. And it was just, you know, a random day of whatever needed to celebrate. And... We put the first post up like, all right, guys, we've been working on this for a year and a half. You know, we put our blood, sweat and tears into this. We wanted to make something that, you you know, you wanted that's going to change your life, that is done for you, easy, you know, and here it is. You know, here is our baby to mm. the universe. And we did like a soft launch to our, you know, our internal community. Okay. And it was that similar experience to back when I launched a shoe company, you know, it just like caught fire. And that first day we were making it, you know, before we were making $1,000 a day and it's changed to like $1,000 an hour. Wow. And we just started flowing and basically we sold out in, in two or three days, we sold out completely of our entire production run. I call it manufacturer. <laughs> Which is good and bad, right? <laughs> it's good and bad, yeah. So we had our whole tech team, like I was like, oh my God, we had to switch to pre-orders, start selling. And we, you know, I called my manufacturer and I'm like, we're gonna need, you know, we had ordered 3,000 units sold out in two days, three wow. days. And we're like, I'm going to need 9,000 units. And they're like, oh my God, it's going to be eight, 10 weeks. And we're like, oh my God, okay. So we switched everything to pre-orders. And then a few days later, it kept on selling. It mm. kept on selling and we were selling pre-orders. And I was like, hey, actually we're going to need 20,000 units. <laughs> and they just kept on selling. And for the next couple of months, we were selling air. Eight to 10 weeks comes by. We told our customers, you know, we're going to have this to you in 10 weeks. Call the manufacturer. And I'm like, hey, where is the, the, the green juice? And they were like, oh, you know, this, this, you know, I got held up in customs. Da -da, it's going to be another eight to 10 weeks. Oh, no. And we were like, oh, my God. So we have to face our customers. They're banging down the doors like, where's my green juice? And we're like, we'll give you a refund. It's okay. And they're like, I don't want a refund. I want my green juice, right. you know? Yeah. So eight to 10 weeks comes by. And we're still selling air. And I call a manufacturer and I'm like, okay, for God's sake, where is it? And they're like, oh, it's actually going to take another eight to 10 weeks. Come on. It was insane. So we replaced, you know, 9,000 order PO, 20,000 PO, 20,000 PO. We just kept on upping our order. It took six months, six months from the initial date of launch when we sold out. It took six months for us to get back in stock. And then that wow. entire time, we were basically selling air, which was a blessing because we had no money. Hmm. We were, it was a syncretive universe, right? We had nothing. We were basically bankrupt. Yeah, right. But in a switch of a click, we crowdfunded the entire production runs. Hundreds and hundreds of thousands of dollars of orders came in, pre-ordered, just funded. It was like the universe just like gave us like, oh, here, you need to wow. produce here, everything. Wow. So we sold pre-orders, we relaunched again. Six months later, sold out again. Wow. We shipped all the back orders, everything that we you know produced for the next one, sold out. So we sold out probably like, you know, three or four times in a row. Hmm. Um, at that point, but yeah, and so there was like this crazy frenzy, which then again had another plateau. That's yeah. that's that's crazy. What a crazy yeah. ride! Crazy ride. And, yeah. and I mean, and that really goes to 
doing it for the right reasons. Yep. Because you guys created brand loyalty yep. with your purpose. Yeah. And the why behind all of this. Yep. Your why wasn't to sell as much green juice mm -hmm. as possible. Mm -hmm. Your why was to benefit, help everybody live a healthier life yeah. in, all, in all these ways. So And make it easy, convenient. It, and all the things you were doing were trying yeah. to help them yeah. with that more yep. than anything. Yep. So yep. that's why people were so loyal. I mean, yeah. whether it was conscious or on just on an energetic yeah. level, there was some there was a reason yeah, they that they it. said, you know what? No, I'm gonna stick in here. Yep. I'm gonna buy this air. I don't want a refund. Uh -huh. And stick with it. Yeah. And it's because we had been building that relationship of trust also with them for the past like years, you know? Mm. Yeah. Yeah. That's beautiful. Yeah. Yeah. Awesome. Well, appreciate you sharing that. That was so totally. Yeah, that was powerful. Um, yeah. So, uh, as business leader, yeah, um, and those were some serious challenges that you just yeah, described. And yeah. I, um, what other challenges have you had? And has there has there been a point along the way where you've shifted? Because you've talked about your upbringing yep. of working very hard. Oh, yeah. And um, I know that that's you carried that into your earlier part of your career. Yeah. Uh, was there a point? Is that still the case? Um, we met at a jo Dr. Joe Dispenza yeah, event, yeah. so I know that you're very much into the mind-body connection, um, breaking the habit of being yourself mm -hmm. and mindfulness. I saw your meditation room and your mm -hmm. office. Yeah. So obviously, you've, you, there was a sh transition along the way. But talk about that for you in your life. Was there a certain point that really changed your perspective? Yeah, um, there was definitely a lot of points along the way. Okay, um, but some of the key ones um, really was you know, discovering what's important in my life. And, mm -hmm. you know, w you know, business was taken off, we were hustling. Obviously, that was just the beginning, right? That was just the beginning of the beginning. Mm -hmm. And, you know, it was going to take a lot more work from that point to get to where we are today. Mm -hmm. And that took another wave of, you know, a lot of diligence, a lot of hard work, a lot of um, long hours, a lot of working weekends, a lot of working nights and stress. And, you know, I found myself um, again, in the same, you know, situation as my parents were. I was working 14, 16 hour days. At least it was something I was passionate about, but it was just all, all work. Mm. And that took a toll on uh, my relationship. And um, I was engaged uh, previously. Mm. And, you know, it was crazy because like, I was completely neglecting the relationship and completely blind to everything. And, you know, I would see, my fiance once every two weeks, you know, it was like, and I was like, what, what? wow. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. And, uh, I couldn't see it. I couldn't see it. I was just working so hard and so consumed, um, that I couldn't even comprehend like our disconnection to me. Everything was perfect. I was like, oh yeah, we've been together for, you know, seven years. Like mm. everything's perfect. Like I'm working for us. Mm. I'm working to build the future for us. Mm. You know, I'm sacrificing. Like, if I'm not with you, it's because I'm working for you. Right. You know, so you're and, fostering your relationship through yeah, trying to build the business trying and to build provide. The business and provide. Yeah, exactly. Okay. For our future, right? Because that was like just so clear to me uh, in my mind, and that was like a big blind spot. Mm. You know, looking back, it's pretty obvious that I was neglecting the relationship completely, and um, and I was a big part of why it didn't work out. Um, but when it didn't, you know, that was a wake-up call. Mm. And, you know, I um, was forced to, you know, look at myself, look at my life and what was important to me because in one instance, in one fell swoop, just like business success can come to you in one fell swoop, your life can also, your, or your perspe perception of mm. what your life was going to be could also completely disintegrate and vanish mm. like in a split second and so i had a vision of what my future was you know with this uh, with my uh, fiance you know kids future all this vision um and it was just all gone mm. and i found myself confused um lost um really struggling to know my why you know i mm. was like oh my god like uh, I had been building this for us, and if us is no longer, then hmm. then what is my why? Like, oh. do I want kids? Do I want marriage? Do I want like? And why the heck are you working so why hard? Why am I working right? so hard? Yeah. yeah. Why am I working so hard? Like, what? What? Where was the fulfillment actually happening and coming in? And so I went down this this journey of 
seeking like and trying to understand like what was truly fulfilling hmm. uh, in life and it kind of set me down this path which is how we met you know um, at a meditation retreat and it set me down various different paths um, of self-discovery and, and life so what are some of the things that you've yeah. done yeah along that journey so one thing that I've, di- I've done is um, is, uh, is this emotional intelligence training program called uh, ALA. It's like this Ascension Leadership Academy. And, and it's been so powerful for us that we actually, uh, for me, it's been so powerful, but you know, all of our leaders have gone through it and we actually put a lot of our team through it. Um, and this um, was probably my first um, experience with um, true, like, catalyst change like from an internal state you know Mm. um understanding emotional intelligence and also experiencing emotional um, breakthrough Mm. you know Mm. where some people myself at the time are completely closed and hardened Um, and throughout life we kind of build these boundaries and these walls to protect us from feeling anything um, you know, they, they serve us well in certain areas, right, right. but it prevents you also from having a connection to the rest of the people in, in life and in the world. And, you know, I had built these walls around, um, and yourself, myself. Yeah. And, and yourself. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Your connection to yourself. And I had built these walls around myself and, you know, through this program, I was able to kind of break some of them down and not only, you know, let some people in, but also let a little bit of me out. Mm. Right. And uh, that was super transformational. Mm. And I remember distinctly like coming home, like after some of the training programs and coming home to my mom and like going in for a hug because, you know, I had just been so opened up and going in for a hug. And she kind of was like awkwardly like hugging me and we kind of like butted heads a little bit. And I was like, oh my God, I've never hugged my mom. Oh, wow. I've never like hugged my mom. Huh. And I didn't even know. I did not even know. Um, you know, I had never told my sister that I loved her hmm. until I went through this program. It totally like, cracked me open. Hmm. I didn't even know that my cousin was pregnant. Hmm. I was disconnected, completely disconnected, you know, from my family and everything like that. Like, I was like, oh my God, you're having a baby. Like, I did not even know. Hmm. There was just these walls that I had put up and, you know, creating this vision of like business success, Jamel. Yeah. 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 And then, yeah. That was like the first phase, and through that, you know, I kind of learned about different um, thought leaders. You know, Alan Watts and Eckhart Tolle, and mm. started reading some books, and mm. kind of went down uh, a route. And um, I actually hired a um, uh, an executive coach, mm. but he was actually his name is Jim Fortin, incredible coach, incredible coach. Um, he's a CEO coach, basically, and I hired him to kind of help me break through whatever was holding me back, yeah, you know? Yeah. Um, and it turns out that it was a very spiritual training. Hmm. And uh, I was like gonna, you know, this, the training is called Top 1% Sales Performance Coaching. Okay. <laughs> you know? So, so not, not d- did it just not say spiritual anywhere? In not there. anywhere. <laughs> and then lesson number one, day one, he's like, this is the universe, or this is the galaxy, and this is the universe, and this is you. <laughs> Like in this entire universe. Yeah, awesome. And like setting that frame of reference. Mm. And from then on, he kind of like dissected my mind on, you know, my thoughts are not real. These are illusions in my mind and, you know, and being grounded and kind of like reacting and, you know, different um, triggers and also things where I'm always like holding back and playing small in terms of like my own life, Mm. you know? Mm. And he allowed me to expand my consciousness okay. in that moment. And then from that point, I started going down the path of meditation. Mm. And um, I was looking for some teaching or some guidance for meditation. And I went down the, the rabbit hole of quantum physics. And I went down a really deep, <laughs> deep, deep rabbit hole. Um, so far down that I got depressed, actually. Mm. I was like, oh, my God, we're in the matrix. 
Yeah. I don't exist. We're just energy molecules and disintegrating into in and out. We're phasing in and out of existence. And what's the point? What's the point yeah. in this grand scheme of the universe? And um, yeah, that so resonates. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it was it was a weird place to be. You know, I, I read uh, Quantum Enigma, and I, you know, I recently read um, Stephen Hawking's uh, Brief History of Time, and mm. you know, so I'm still kind of piecing these together. But um, what really helped me was when I discovered. Um, Joe Dispenza's book, um, Which Breaking the Habit of Being Yourself. Yeah. And in the first like 10 minutes, and it's, fun, it's funny how it came to me. That book <laughs> came to me. Like, Imagine I that. Didn't, yeah. Imagine that. I wasn't seeking it. It came to me. Another synchronicity, yeah. you know? I was reading this book called um, Homo Deus. <laughs> which is about the evolution of humanity and basically how we are on the path to become gods. We're like trying to become immortal, we're trying to control our feelings and we're trying to control creation. And it was, it's very interesting, I'm kind of side noting, but anyway, it was this book that was pretty dark and I was in a dark place mm. with questioning my existence. And now I'm like, oh my God, humanity is pretty dark. And the, the, I was listening to an audible and the book stopped working. And it just stopped working. And this, there was like this error and it like wouldn't work. And I was like resetting and relogging in. It wouldn't work. It wouldn't work. And I was like trying to play this book and it just wouldn't stop, wouldn't play for me. It wasn't the time. There was only one book in my entire Audible account that would play for me. And it was breaking the habit of being yourself. Wow. And I was at the airport <laughs> heading to Spain and I had a four hour layover. <laughs> and I was like, ah, I guess it's the only book that I have play. Wow. Wow. And in the first 10 minutes, my mind was blown. Mm. And I started to piece together how these come into play and how energy comes into play and how, like, you know, you can actually transition into different, you know, existences and paths. And the the, the confusion of the quantum world kind of mm. became, uh, it, it started with, like, despair and it yeah. transitioned into opportunity totally like, oh wow i can create anything exactly I want. This is yeah. Amazing. yeah because i mean what a perfect journey you had. yeah it was yeah. just so perfect yeah. to understand the quantum physics and yep. you know the ability to create yeah right and then paired with joe dispenza's work of yeah truly that of getting your vibration up to a point where yes. you're in that creation field yes and that's where joy and fun like, let's have fun with this yeah, if i can create yeah. anything i want in my life yeah let's do this yeah let's have fun exactly. let's create let's let's just let's see just how create. much we can create yeah, how, how much, much joy yeah. happiness grace yeah. that we can create in yeah. our life yeah and it was also a realization that you can create joy without any external circumstances, mm. you know? It was yes. always before, yeah. it was always, I need this to feel this. Yeah. I need this to feel this. Yeah. And until I have, to have this, do this or get this, I won't feel this. But I realize you can just feel this. It's the you know? joy and happiness yeah. is, I strongly it. feel is the absence yeah. of yeah. all the other stuff. Yeah. The need yeah. to achieve, the fear, yeah. the anger, the insecurity. Insecurity, validation. Yep. And then all that stripped away, when you have those moments, it is just pure bliss. Bliss. Pure bliss. And that's that's the beauty. And that's that's a huge transition yeah. then, right? Because yeah. your whole story resonates yeah. so much with me. <laughs> and we have a very similar journey, even yeah. the things that we studied along the yeah. way. Yeah. A little different order. Different order, yeah. But very similar things. And yeah. uh, I mean, that's a such a drastic shift from needing to achieve in order to feel yes. good to just knowing that you feel good in who and you are doing nothing. Yeah. And then, so then how mm -hmm. does that all relate? Because that with that knowing, yeah. how does that serve you? Because you're, you're doing amazing things yeah. in the world. Yeah. How is that serving you in that way? Oh, yeah. It's... Because some people it's, go from achieve, achieve, achieve yes, to bliss, too. and then they just stop nothing. and say, yeah. you know what, I'm just going to... Yeah coast the rest of my yeah. life yeah. you're choosing a different path yeah i considered that actually okay it was so funny because i considered that and i went down a path of i was like oh could i just become a monk mm -hmm. you know and feel fulfilled and um i read another book uh which was really good uh along the way after this book which <laughs> was called um the rise of superman mm. and uh, it's by stephen cutler and he talks about flow state and Basically, meditation is flow state, and people achieve that state 
through different methods. So you can meditate and you can feel a flow and you can bring your frequencies down into alpha brainwaves or you can jump off a cliff and you'll go into flow, you know? And your I'll, brain will also be clear. Your brain will also be clear. <laughs> you will be present as fuck, right? <laughs> right. And um, I was, I, I thought, you know, this is a better way. Like I feel more fulfilled when I can experience true bliss and flow and achieve things hmm. at the same time, hmm. you know? And it, whereas before it was feeling grind hmm. and struggle and, you know, and agony while achieving. Now I can achieve while being blissful hmm. and manifesting and, and, and creating and, you know. So not only do I um, meditate with our, with our team, like every single morning I host a meditation with our team and we're manifesting in the field and everything like that, but, you know, I get present um, by changing my state, like skydiving, helicopter skiing, scuba mm. diving, cliff jumping. You know, every I, I'm definitely on both ends of the you spectrum. Didn't, you didn't hit the off yeah. switch at all. Did not hit the off switch. Yeah. It actually, it actually gave me more purpose for why I enjoy life so much. Huh. You know, yeah. I was like, oh, this is this is bliss. You yeah. know, it's a it's a yes and yes and yeah, yeah. and. Growing a business and the challenges that come along with business are blissful, hmm. you know? Like if everything was just handed to you, um, if you didn't have any challenges in your life, you would not feel fulfilled. Hmm. You get a sense of accomplishment from adversity. And, you know, there was an interesting podcast I listened to um, a few weeks ago, which was talking about the Twilight Zone episode where this guy, um, goes to this hotel and at the hotel like everything is done for you you, you play, play on the casino mm. and you gamble and you win and you know there's girls everything like that like everything is taken care of and after a week of being there he's like oh this kind of sucks you know um you know if i know i'm gonna win every time i'm not happy and um the the, the hotel host was like oh okay we can we can rig it so you lose some of the time you know like we can make it so that you lose and he's like no but i still know and uh, he's like, oh man, I didn't know that like heaven would be like this. And he says, what makes you think this is heaven? Hmm. You know, so like, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I love yeah, that. Yeah, it's crazy, right? And and true joy, I think, like comes through the breakthrough. Yeah. Through the pressure, the compression that turns carbon into a diamond and like purifies it and out comes a diamond. Yeah. You know, that's how we become the purest form of ourselves and truly achieve the bliss. And so all the challenges that you're going through, they're stripping away, they're stripping away, they're compressing you and stripping away mm -hmm. at you until you are just surrendered mm -hmm. from the desire, the insecurity, the anger and the bliss. You can go through life achieving. There's something achieving. about the contrast mm -hmm. in all of that yep. that really has us appreciate joy and, yeah. and accomplishment and achievement and growth. Yeah. And, and it, as you go on your journey, you yeah. get more and more of that joy and that bliss feeling in everything that you're doing. And yep. the more experiences you have, the more you're testing yourselves and breaking through those challenges yeah. so that there's less that challenges you. Yeah. Um, there will always be more that challenges you, though. Yeah, absolutely. It's just a different layer. It's a different layer. Yeah. Yeah. It's peeling layers of the onion. Peeling layers of the onion. Yeah. yeah. And it's and it's an, it's. A, it's a lifelong journey. It's a lifelong right? journey, and that's what. So you, because we talked about you talked about ALA, and yep. I was I was somebody else mentioned it to me. Yeah. Found out you went after yeah. we met, and you were you were the catalyst to put me in because I texted you and you said yeah. it changed my life and it changed my business. I said, "Whoa, Boom. okay, yep. I'll do it." But I was contemplating because I had done a lot in the last four or five years of personal yeah. development work yeah. workshops. Yeah, you know, like we've what, where we met yeah. and yeah. a few of the others, and um, I was you know kind of starting to think, well. I don't know, is this really going to get me anymore? But then I realized personal development is a journey. It never stops. So if there's another opportunity for me to get to know myself even more, peel back some more of those layers, I'm yeah. all in. Let's fucking yeah. do this. Yeah. You know, but it's easy to kind of say, you know what, I'm good for yeah. a while, you know, for, for yeah. a while. And I and do think it's healthy to take some phases. breaks yeah. from those types of things. For sure. But never taking a break. I, I live a lifestyle now of every single day. Yep. If I find something that's uncomfortable to me, 
Mm-hmm. It's exciting. It's like, yeah. cool. Yeah. Awesome. I'm digging into that one either right now or if I don't have time, I'll write it down and yeah. you know, work on it later or talk, bring it to my coach yeah. and unpack it. And yeah. it's a it's a lifestyle. It's a game. Yeah. And it just becomes fun. It's yeah. it's un, the, and the uncomfortable becomes fun and exciting. Fun. The journey is the reward. Yeah. 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 It's cliche to say, but it's profound. That one statement is just, yeah. Yeah. The journey is the reward. Yeah. Yeah. Well, Jamel, this was yeah. a lot of fun. Hey. I really appreciate yeah. you being yeah. here and being so open. Yeah. Uh, I appreciate you. I'm grateful for you, inspired yeah. by you. You're doing a lot of amazing things. You're an Thank amazing you. guy. So it's uh, it's a blessing that uh, you get to shine your light into the world yeah. and uh, and do all these amazing things. So Thank you. Appreciate it so much. I'm grateful for you as well for you know holding the space and and for doing what you're doing uh, in this world and sharing the message and encouraging and inviting other people along their journey, wherever they are, you know, to stay strong, to shift, to, you know, surrender and, uh, and succeed. You know? Yeah. yeah. I mean, we're all human beings. All humans, yeah. We all have those things. Even people that are doing amazing things in the world, yeah. every single person has challenges and struggles that they deal with. Yeah. And like you said, that's the fun. That's, that's the, fun. the fun part. That's the fun part. Yeah. That's the fun part. <laughs> <laughs> Sometimes it's hard to say that. Yeah. Awesome. Yeah. Thank awesome. you so much. Thank you. Yeah, I appreciate it, buddy. There you go. <laughs>